Chapter Ten of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Cousin Jasper's Story. Mr. Bobbsey, who had been talking to the clerk of the hotel at the desk, looked toward Mrs. Bobbsey, who was hurrying out the front door. Wait a minute, he called after her. I'll come with you. No, you stay with the other children, she answered. I'll find Freddie. But you don't know your way about St. Augustine, said Mr. Bobbsey. You've never been here before. Neither have you, returned his wife with a laugh, for she was not very much alarmed about Freddie. He had slipped away too often before. I can find my way about as well as you can, Dick, went on Mrs. Bobbsey. You stay here, and I'll get our little fat fireman. Maybe he has gone to see a fire engine, suggested Nan. I don't believe so, answered her father. I didn't hear any alarm, but perhaps they don't sound one here as we do back in Lakeport. I guess he's just gone out to look at the things in the streets here, said Bert. They're a lot different from at home. Indeed they are, exclaimed Mr. Bobbsey. Well, I'll stay here, he said to his wife, and you go and look for Freddy. But if you don't soon find him, come back and I'll go out. I'll find him, she said and one of the porters from the hotel offered to go with her to show Mrs. Bobbsey her way about the strange streets of St. Augustine, the little narrow streets that had not been changed much in three hundred years. "'Oh, what a lovely place this is,' said Nan to Bert, while their father was talking with the hotel clerk. "'It's like a palace.' "'It looks like some of the places you see in a moving picture,' said Bert. "'And indeed the beautiful hotel,' with the palms and flowers set all about, did look like some moving picture play. Only it was real, and the Bobbsey twins were to stay there until they had seen Cousin Jasper and found out what his strange story was about. Soon after, Mr. Bobbsey had finished signing his name and those of the members of his family in the hotel register book. Mrs. Bobbsey came back, leading Freddie by the hand. The little boy seemed to be all right, and he was smiling, while in one hand he held a ripe banana. "'Where have you been, Freddie?' asked Flossie. "'I was afraid you had gone back home.' "'Nope,' Freddie answered, as he started to peel the banana. "'I was seeing how they did it.' "'How who did what?' asked his father. "'Carried the big baskets on their heads,' Freddie answered, and by this time he had part of the skin off the yellow fruit and was breaking off a piece for Flossie. Freddy always shared his good things with his little sister, and with Bert and Nan, if there was enough. "'What does he mean?' asked Bert of his mother. "'Was he trying to carry something on his head?' "'No,' answered Mrs. Bobbsey with a laugh, "'but he was following a big colored woman "'who had a basket of fruit on her head. "'I caught him halfway down the street "'in front of another hotel.' He was walking after this woman, and he didn't hear me coming. I asked him what he was doing, and he said he was waiting to see it fall off. "'What fall off?' asked Nan, coming up just then. "'I thought maybe the basket would fall off her head,' Freddy answered for himself. It was an awful big basket, and it wibbled and wobbled like anything. I thought maybe it would fall, but it didn't,' he added, with a sigh, as though he had been cheated out of a lot of fun." If it did had fallen, he went on, I was going to pick up her bananas and oranges for her. That's why I kept walking after her. 
did she drop that banana asked mr bobbsey while several smiling persons gathered about the bobbsey twins in the hotel lobby no i bought this with a penny freddie answered the colored lady didn't drop any but if her basket did had fallen from off her head i could have picked up the things and then maybe she'd have given me a banana or an orange and when that didn't happen you had to go buy one yourself did you asked mr bobbsey with a laugh well that's too bad but after this freddie don't go away by yourself it's all right at home to run off and play in the fields or woods for you know your way about but here you are in a strange city so you must stay with us yes sir answered freddie like a good little boy i will too promised flossie the bobbsey family was together once again and when flossie and freddie had eaten the banana and porters had taken charge of their luggage they all went up to the rooms where they were to stay we don't know just how long we'll be here said mr bobbsey as they were getting ready to go down to supper as the children called it or dinner as the more fashionable name has it are we going out on the ocean again asked nan did you like it her father wanted to know oh lots she answered it was great declared bert i want to see em catch some more sharks freddie said i like to see the blue water added flossie who had got out a clean dress for her rubber doll yes the blue water is very pretty remarked mr bobbsey well we shall very likely sail on it again i don't know just what cousin jasper wants to tell me or what he wants me to do but i think he is planning an ocean trip himself i'll go to see him this evening after we have eaten and then i can tell you all about it may i come with you asked bert well i think not this first trip answered mr bobbsey slowly i am going to the hospital where cousin jasper is ill and he may not be able to see both of us i'll take you later we can stay and watch the colored people carry things on their heads put in freddie that's lots of fun and maybe some of em will drop off and we can help pick em up and they might give us an orange i guess i'd rather buy my oranges and then i'll be sure to have what i want said bert with a laugh there are plenty of things you can look at while i'm at the hospital said mr bobbsey and after the meal he inquired the way to the place where cousin jasper was getting well while mrs bobbsey took the children down to the docks where they could see many motor-boats and fishing and oyster-craft tied up for the night it was a beautiful evening and the soft balmy air of st augustine was warm so that only the lightest clothing needed to be worn it's just like being at the seashore in the summer said nan well this is summer and we are at the seashore though it is not like ocean cliff said mrs bobbsey with a smile she was glad the children liked it and she hoped they would have more good times if they were again to go sailing on the deep blue sea when they got back to the hotel mr bobbsey had not yet returned from the hospital but he came before flossie and freddie were ready for bed for they had been allowed to stay up a little later than usual well how is cousin jasper asked mrs bobbsey much better i am glad to say answered her husband he will be able to leave the hospital in a few days and then he wants us to start on a trip with him start on a trip so soon exclaimed mrs bobbsey where does he want to go and will he be well enough to travel he says he will 
and as to where he wants to go, that is a strange story. Oh, tell us about it, begged Bert. We're going to hear Cousin Jasper's secret at last, cried Nan. Is it a real story with Once Upon a Time in it? Freddie questioned. And has it got a fire engine in it? he added. Well, no, not exactly a fire engine, though it has a boat engine in the story. And I can make it start with Once Upon a Time if you want me to. Please do, begged Flossie. And has it got any fairies in it? No, not exactly any fairies, her father said, though we may find some when we get to the island. Oh, are we going on an island? exclaimed Bert. There, cried his father, I've started at the wrong end. I had better begin at the beginning, and that will be to tell you how I found Cousin Jasper. He has been quite ill and is better now. Part of the time he was out of his head with fever, even after he wrote to me, and for a time the doctor feared he would not get well. But now he is all right except for being weak, and he told me a queer story. Once upon a time, went on Mr. Bobbsey, telling the tale as his littler children liked to hear it, Cousin Jasper and a young friend of his, a boy about fifteen years old, set out to take a long trip in a motorboat. That is, it had an engine in it that ran by gasoline, as does an automobile. Cousin Jasper is very fond of sailing the deep blue sea, and he took this boy along with him to help. They were to sail about for a week, visiting the different islands off the coast of Florida. Well, everything went all right the first few days. In their big motorboat, Cousin Jasper and this boy, who was named Jack Nelson, sailed about, living on their boat, cooking their meals, and now and then landing at the little islands, or keys as they are called. They were having a good time when one day a big storm came up. They could not manage their boat, and they were blown a long way out to sea and then cast up on the shore of a small island. Cousin Jasper was hurt, and so was the boy, but they managed to get out of the water and up on land. They found a sort of cave in which they could get out of the storm, and they stayed on the island for some time. For years, asked Bert, who, with the other Bobbsey twins, was much interested in Cousin Jasper's strange story. That was just like Robinson Crusoe, Bert went on. Why didn't they stay there always? They did not have enough to eat, said Mr. Bobbsey, and it was too lonesome for them there. They were the only people on the island as far as they knew. So they made a smudge of smoke, and on a pole they put up some pieces of canvas that had washed ashore from their motorboat. They hoped these signals would be seen by some ship or small boat that might come to take them off. Did they get rescued? asked Bert. Mr. Bobbsey was about to answer when the telephone, which was in the room, gave a loud ring. Someone for us! exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey. End of chapter 10